That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching and discussing Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman. We've arrived at minute 112. An incredible moment for us, because we are about to discuss a very unique minute. We'll start with the immortal words of one Lois Lane. Excuse me, do I know... Lois Lane does know Anatoly Kanaezev. Unfortunately, the moment she realizes that, and well, technically, I guess a moment later, she realizes she has been caught in a trap. She is taken prisoner, just like Martha Kent, and she is escorted to the top of LexCorp Tower in a helicopter, which is the entire minute. Yeah. So <laughs> we will. I guess we'll start with one thing I noticed upon reviewing this, with you cluing me into something, is that minute one eleven ends with her asking the question and then Anatoly turning off the the buffer. But the musical rate like rise of Lex Luthor's theme technically begins at the end of the previous minute. So we don't know what we are about to hear, but it turns out what we are about to hear is a ruckus, enthusiastic, and excited return to Lex Luthor's outrageous uh, and unforgettable theme as Lois is taken. And for this first section, I would say is is the thing that stands out the most to me is the the like horrific nature of what we are seeing set to the music of Lex Luthor's, which is outrageous in a different way. Yeah, well, and also the past few minutes have not been exempt from this i mean as none of the movie is really but we're, we've been in this sort of back and this, this tight spiral as we get in each of the kind of climaxes of the movie where the editing is so tight like to the point that like like you said right at the as the minute starts is like right yep. with the cue and we've had a little bit of that leading up to this but like this and then the, like the next several are once again like while the editing generally follows it pretty tightly we've got like and we'll, and I'll be mentioning this every single minute because, as I always do, just a a cue into every single one of them. As you know, and anyone who who knows the movie knows what what's what's happening here. But once you divide it into minutes, you're like, oh wow, this is there's still breathing. So it's not like it's like especially this minute, right? We got a lot of breathing here, but there's still this sense of like we're gonna do this for one minute, then we're gonna do this for one minute, then we're gonna do this for one minute, and it's so plotting to the point where like I guess I don't get to talk about this for a couple minutes. But I mean, like the the minute by minute structure is like really important, even to the to the plot of the movie, like the way that it impacts the transitions. It's it's uh, for someone like me who obsesses over that. It's it's a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal chunk of minutes. Yeah, and there might not be a ton of like plot to note, you know, on first glance, but but I think there is like all of these minutes, it's still there's a number of things that stick out to me. Obviously, the moment that we're standing on like the precipice of at the end of minute 111 is whether you're seeing it for the first time or on repeat viewing lois you know it's still the moment lois lane is taken like that in itself is of importance the way that it plays out is i could go into a lot of detail and like you know navel gazing about what this scene really means but the fact that 
Lois, you know, Lex said, get me Lois Lane. What does that entail? Waiting for her in the basement of her work where she thinks she's safe. And just a guy comes up behind her, grabs her. Yeah. And it is, it's an instantly to the door, the van's there in, gone. Obviously, I'm describing what happens, but the fact that it wasn't done as, you know, even, even as like grand or as performative as Martha, Martha, getting Martha was more of a to-do. Obviously, that's a choice. It's to make Martha Kent, uh, the taking of Martha Kent be this, you know, multifaceted, trying to scare her um, with the headlights, sneaking, you know, it's, it's different than when it's Lois. It is bait her because you know she'll bite it. And then behind her, and you you make it. But it's, it's there's so much that I could think about. Obviously, this podcast kind of exists on the pretense that I have thought about this before recording. But I think that I don't come to any conclusions about it. I just find it interesting to constantly think about why the taking of Superman's mother is such a performative thing, but the taking of Lois Lane, a reporter with her own purpose, and I guess maybe this is telegraphing it a bit is far more direct, well, is less performative. We get a little bit more of an answer of that because of where this, where this leads, but I think sort of on its face, without, without digging into what happens in later minutes too much, Martha is, is not, I guess we don't know exactly where Martha is in relation to Metropolis, but I think it's pretty clear she's not like downtown Metropolis, right, when she gets taken. Whereas Correct. Lois is literally at the Daily, Daily Planet. Planet yeah. And we can tell that because when KGB turns around, he's wearing like a Daily Planet janitor's uniform. He uh, is. Which I think it needs to be noted also has a clay yeah. badge on it, which is, I, I guess it could be a couple things. It's probably Clay Enos, yeah. um, but also Clay Staub, second unit director, aerial photography, underwater. Or no, I don't think he does underwater, but a lot of, a lot of uh, like second unit and extra photography and stuff on, on a lot of Zach's movies. So he's got a few clays in the in the in the crew there, but but yeah, Clay Clay Enos is the obviously the one that comes to mind for a lot of people, the onset photographer and close friend of uh, of Zack Snyder, one of two big name drops in the Easter eggs on the, on this minute. But the fact that she's at the Daily Planet, I think, means they they can't necessarily run up and grab her in the same way they did Martha, because they need to be a little bit more cognizant of that that she is bait. And they don't, That's they don't also want to spring more chilling. The, yeah, they don't want to spring the trap. Like they are aware that like someone might be listening and they, they don't, they can't trigger that too soon or it, or a lot of the, the rest of the plan falls apart. I guess it's also worth saying that like, you know, this is the long list of things that Zack Snyder was, or this, these, and all of these storytellers were somewhat prophetic, but not at all. They were just kind of observant was that, well, how do you get Lois Lane this most world famous reporter in the Daily Planet building. How could you possibly take her? She's Superman's girlfriend. Uh, easy. You have a man wait for her, and he puts a hand over her mouth and just takes her. The fact that she's a woman, the fact that she's a reporter, a journalist, that how do you silence them? Oh, easy. You just put your hand, you sneak up behind them, uh, dressed as a security guard, and you just clamp a hand over their mouth, and that's it, really. You just have to get them out of there. And then into a van bearing the markings of Terrio Janitorial, which is both an Easter egg for Chris Terrio, the writer brought in, uh, and I guess the task that he was <laughs> amusingly given here. A lot of which has to do with um, with Lex, which we'll also be getting into in yeah. the next minute. But well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I, I was a little bit hesitant to make that jump, but I guess you did <laughs> it, because it's a little bit on the nose. I guess it depends on exactly what Zach's impression of uh, the 
the David Goyer script was. Yeah, regardless, it's still the same job. <laughs> yeah, I guess for a for a writer. Yeah, to comp as the as the cleanup guy. Exactly. Later, and in this good place to be put into here, he's cleaning up Lex's mess. Exactly. Well, I think that that is a very that's a great spot for. Well, I guess if we're going to talk about both of these, Clay, his onset photography is amazing, but Watchmen was his first. I guess there's not a lot of. A, I'll, I'll pad this one a little bit because there's not a ton to talk about from the movie itself since it's an extended helicopter scene. Uh, but Clay's first movie with Zach was Watchmen, had not done a lot of like onset behind the scenes photography. And so they brought him in and were like, just take these shots. And since he, there wasn't an established, like, here's what you do, he did a portrait book of everybody in cost the cast the crew the and there's a there's a whole i i actually bought it earlier this year it's a black and white book of portraits i was gonna say the and, like now iconic character shots of all of the watchman yeah, cast and posing. it's so it's so i wish like every movie that put this much effort into like costuming and makeup and stuff did a book like this because it's amazing going through it's the whole just thing. the ones he does <laughs> yeah but um but anyway but so of all the people in this movie I think K- KG Beast. Can I say? Yeah, but I'm trying. What's the actor's name? Oh, Calvin Mulvaney. Callan Mulvey. Callan Mulvey, especially in his with the, the tattoo on his neck and the scar on his face, and the he's just got that like portraitable look. So the fact totally. that Clay's name is on him feels like <laughs> that, that's the person I would want to photograph all the time when he's on a set in this movie. And we talked about this a little bit in the last minute, but with the the Richard Cheese. Every time is interesting, but also just a, I guess, a mental note that we'll come back to that. It'll be a callback a little bit later. As I said, the incredible notes of Lex's theme, which had, which stood out so much when he was walking to the Kryptonian ship, and it was so at odds with this kind of big performative music for what was this geek, you know, like getting his first uh, chance to pretend to be a mastermind. And how far he's come mm-hmm. in the time since that now Lois Lane being taken and kind of screaming and fighting being set to this music is is just such a, a, a literal like escalation. But in terms of even um, the contrast is so it's still unsettling, but it's unsettling now in an actual threatening way. It isn't like unsettling in a what is this? It's like oh this is gross now. This is just. I hate everything about this. I mean, I love it, obviously. And the way it all unfolds, too, is very mustache twirling. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, Lex is clearly <laughs> very proud. I mean, he's peacocking his plan. And you get that, like, down from the theatricality of the janitor get up with, uh, like, there, there's a level of the- theatricality that's maybe a little bit more than necessary. But also, like, I think you pointed this out to me last episode when they're on the helicopter, Anatoly is, like, actually. Like yes. if you watch his hand is actually going to the beat almost like he's orchestrating, like there's a, there's a rhythm. There's a, here's his, I feel it as him like flicking along with the, with the music. Like he's just playing his part. I'm not really, I'm not a part of this side of Lex. <laughs> right. But it's rec- I'm doing the thing, but it's like a but recognition that it's like a movement in a musical piece that they're going through right now. Totally. My job is just to sit here while it plays that you can follow along with the beat because and then, and then the way that it's shot also, you've got Lois out the window and then you actually have a rack focus where Lex comes. Not that we didn't know that that was happening, but like as she realizes what's going on is right when there's a rack focus to Lex standing on top of the tower. With simultaneously the giant Lex Corp. Yeah. Glowing sign. So nothing he does is, 
it's not inducing of an eye roll on some level. Right. At all at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and also there's a level of, oh, I guess the cat's out of the bag here? Uh, he's just kidnapped Lois and is making it very clear that it's him that's done it. So it makes sense for Anatoly to be like, I have a role to play here and it's done, basically. Right. Until I... You know, point a gun and wave you out of the helicopter. Well, and that and that plays very much into like the next minute. Also, like the 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 whole idea, this entire stretch of what happens on this rooftop is so. Like this theme song is the perfect setup for what's going on in Lex's own head right now. As this is all, he's like giddy with anticipation. Like even even him standing up here on the roof waiting for them, as you can feel this sense of like he is so proud of himself. Like he's peacocking. I think I get if we're if we're keeping up the text messages between <laughs> Anatoly and Lex. I think this part Anatoly was kind of less on board with as like fun. So now when he turns around, it's yeah, yeah. I just take her. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of awkward. Let's just get out. Let's just get her in the van and get her onto the building. Yeah. And of course she gets off under the top of LexCorp Tower, which bears a resemblance to the anti-Superman swastika-esque image from the Nightmare sequence, which is probably notable, but I don't have much to say about it. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm shocked that you actually brought up the... Uh, normally, I'm the one that's like, you know that symbol, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, like black, it's like a black symbol on a white field surrounded by gray and red. So it's like, I can't... I can't ignore... You know what I mean? It's also, it's there. I don't know if that has any meaning to it, or if that is just some stupid, it rhymes. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's worth noting, um, if anyone has a theory on that, I am all ears. But that is where the minute ends, is the helicopter comes into land, and Lois debarks. Mm-hmm. I said to Stephen, I, I, I don't put weight into the actual tail letters, because I think those are actually have to be real if this helicopter is going to be flying. So unless Zack Snyder sought out a helicopter with a very specific tail code that was an Easter egg, which at this point I, I would buy, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to bet on it. Yeah. Well, and I couldn't even find any, the only thing I found that was even closely related was the Lex Luthor of earth 508, which is a super friends reference, I think, which just seems like too weird of a deep cut. Like, give me any version of Lex Luthor where you describe his, like, M.O. and you're not like, oh, yeah, that, that vibes with what's going on in the rooftop. So, yeah. it doesn't seem, like, so on the nose. It's like, it must be a DC Super Friends comics reference. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but that is Lex Luthor of Earth, uh, of Earth 508. So, I don't know. That's not, not nothing, but probably not something. As anyone knows, we're like chomping at the bit for what comes to the next few in this one. That's a yes. lot of helicopter. Well, I think that's the one thing that maybe the last thing that is to be said. As with Zach, we're talking about like Lex basking in the glow of kind of his plot. We've also got in the same way that we talked about like Zach watching Batman with the <laughs> bat signal. This is kind of Lex's moment of standing in front of his plan with his score blaring. So now we've got these two characters who are both kind of just like in this self-glorified, caught up in their own thing. Notably, Superman doesn't have one of those moments in here. He's kind of caught in between these two characters who are so full of their own ego right now that like they're literally relishing their own plot as their over-the-top themes blare. And then you've got like Superman, who we don't even know where he is. He was on a mountain last time we saw him like talking to a ghost of his dad so superman will get his moment don't worry 
I mentioned the rooftop, but we will be getting into uh, more shape. Geometry. Break out your Euclidean uh, manuals here. That will do it for a minute 112. But until next episode, we thank everyone again for listening. Uh, Invite everybody to share the podcast with a friend. Share the opinions or thoughts expressed on it with either friends, strangers, or us on Twitter at BVS by the minute. And if you want to support the podcast with either a five-star review or a recommendation, that is welcome, as is support on patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. We leave Lois stepping out onto the roof of LexCorp Tower, and will soon find herself stepping out of a triangle. She explores the shortest distance between the top of LexCorp Tower and the ground. Mmm.